Episode 58 of Collateral Banter. I'm your host, Danny T. This is a podcast that I try to record weekly on what is going on on current events, political issues, capitalism, democracy, and anything else that comes to my mind. Oh, and Baldriard, of course. So today, today I'm going to do a, a quick uh, recap of where the primary is. I'm recording on March 10th. And today is um, another major voting day in the United States. We have the states of Michigan, Washington, Missouri, Mississippi, Idaho, and North Dakota voting for the Democrats today. They should be coming in tonight. However, what I really want to tell people is, although there is a primary going on right now, it is pretty much over, I think, in terms of the numbers. If you look at the polls out today, Biden seems to be ahead of Bernie Sanders in many states that are voting today. I think Biden is likely to have a good night. But of course, anything can happen. But if you believe the polls... If Biden wins most of the states, if he wins four or five states tonight, I think it's over just because in the remaining states, by the time all the votes are counted, Biden's likely to have more votes than Bernie Sanders unless something drastic happens. It's uh, I'm not excited by this. If anybody's been listening to my podcast that they chose Joe Biden, a person who has struggled mightily on the debate stage. Um, He can't complete a sentence to save his life. I mean, he has struggled to make sense, and then he cuts himself off. He is not a very good campaigner at all and hasn't been for a very long time. He has run for the president in previous years, and he has never won a primary until this year. He's not a very good campaigner. But he has now solidified the support, I would think, of a large number of the Democratic Party. And I just think it's an uphill battle for Bernie Sanders to win. It's possible that Bernie Sanders could capture the primary, but it would require Joe Biden making some major errors or some major disclosure that could take down the Biden nomination because it seems like Biden's going to win the Democratic uh, primary this year. That's that's my guess. You know, people are like anything could happen, but if you were a betting person, you would bet that Joe Biden is going to win the the nomination. Look, I mean, people have been talking about young people voting; those under thirty haven't been coming out in the numbers that I think Bernie Sanders expected, and voting skews towards older people. A lot of older people vote in large numbers. You know, if people can't get excited about Bernie Sanders coming out, I don't know what that says about this country's democracy. It's it's kind of a scary indictment because people aren't engaged. If you're 28 and you're not engaged politically coming out to vote, that's a problem. You know, I can see that Biden's not going to excite you out to vote, but you had Elizabeth Warren. You had Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth Warren's endorsement of Bernie could help Bernie, but I'm not sure... That's even enough to be entirely honest and frank. And uh, 
on another episode, I'm sure I'll, I'll dissect once I look at, um, you know, who's voting for Biden and who's voting for Bernie Sanders. I don't want to in this episode, but right now the vote is Biden has secured 670 delegates and Bernie Sanders has 573 and Tulsi Gabbard has two. Now, the reason why I am feeling like Joe Biden is going to win this nomination is right now it is unlikely that that any of those nominees will get to 1991 which would secure them the nomination which means the voting's likely to go to a second ballot and that means the superdelegates come in and I just don't see how Bernie Sanders can convince the superdelegates that they should vote for him over Biden. I just don't buy it. I just don't think they would do that. So for that reason, I think Biden is going to win. Also, it could be that Biden just wins the the nomination outright. Um, a lot of things are going to have to break his way. And um, it's, it's tough to obviously predict um it's you know, interesting how the media likes to say that bernie sanders needs to win michigan no he doesn't he needs to do really well in michigan okay if he loses by 20 points in michigan be in trouble i don't see him doing that you know in the polls uh that bernie sanders was down in michigan four years ago against hillary clinton was true and in the end he won michigan so polls can be wrong but the way things are headed right now the democrats seem to have been or seem to be unifying around Joe Biden. There's a lot of reasons for that. I think one part of it is it's the Democrats longing for Obama. They rem- they associate the Obama administration with Biden, and I think Bernie tried to capture that in recent commercials where he's touting Obama's praise of Bernie Sanders and, and things like that. So I don't know who, who can win this nominee. You know, the, the scary part about Biden, if I can just mention this, is that he's not a very good campaigner, but maybe he'd be a good administrator of the federal government okay we'll we'll just concede those two points for a second okay so trump is like to my view he's like the opposite of that he's not a very good administrator he's not into the details he's not into the daily he kind of wants to delegate that to other people okay fine and is you know the coronavirus and other issues that have been going on kind of reinforces that point but there is one thing trump does really well and I don't think a lot of people on the left believe it. And that's the scary part is that Trump is good at campaigning. He can suck out the oxygen. He can capture the news cycle by making ridiculous statements and people just endlessly talking about it. And I, I've tried to avoid talking about all of those issues, talking about that in my podcast. But Trump is a campaigner at heart. I think that's what he, if I had to guess, that's what probably he loves doing. Sure, governing and all of that, but that's not where he really enjoys himself. He loves going out and doing campaign rallies. He loves going out and talking to people and doing skits about his opponents, uh, always branding his opponents, right? Low energy and all that crap that he says. But he's doing that as effectively to kind of convince people because he, he, if he can capture the TV audience and he can repeat himself, always calling somebody crooked Hillary, crooked, 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 crooked. People begin to associate the word crooked with Hillary. And he always starts the word before the person's name. So, so it just kind of reinforces that almost becomes part of their name. It, the scary thing, it works. But I think it convinces a lot of people that it works. So putting up Joe Biden, who right now is a 
person struggling during debates and struggle to make sense. He's confusing names all the time during rallies. Yeah, he has the energy and he has the what they're calling geomentum, which is a ridiculous term. I can't believe I actually used it. That That's what he's rolling on. And uh, I just think at this point, he's likely to win the nomination. And it'd be interesting to see what Bernie Sanders does. Does he rally around Joe Biden? Does he wait a bit to see what Joe Biden will propose, who his vice president? who his who his vice president uh nominee will be i mean i think most people realize it would likely be a woman and i assume it will be so we'll see we'll see what happens there yeah so in other news you have the stock market just reacting on an everyday basis to the what's going on with the coronavirus but yesterday's stock market fall of nearly 2000 points wasn't just the coronavirus it was the collapse of oil prices. If oil prices keep falling, the goal is to try to bankrupt the gas, the oil sector in America and uh, keep prices low since they've incurred a lot of debt. Hopefully some will default and that should reduce competitors. I think that's what you're seeing right now between, I guess, Saudi Arabia and Russia. That That's sort of what the news is saying is going on behind the scenes obviously going to have an impact on the stock, on the market. Ah, just so many places around here in Western Ma- in Massachusetts in general. Amherst College, Smith College have essentially said all of their classes will be now online until the end of the semester and are telling students to kind of go home. Kind of. They're telling the students to go home. Um, it's just a matter of time when other universities are doing it. Uh, Stanford did it yesterday. Harvard did it today. Columbia did it yesterday. Other schools to follow. Uh, I just think, though, it's going to be a, a nightmare for the bigger schools that have maybe have 15, 20, 30,000 students to have systems working properly online um, will prove difficult. But the challenge is if you allow the students to go out on spring break and then all come back, who knows what you're bringing back to the community. So that is another crisis that we're experiencing right now. What do people, what am I supposed to say? You know, you elect incompetent fools in government and then you're surprised when a crisis erupts and you have incompetent fools in government. Oh, well, budgets have been slashed of the very agencies that could have handled this, you know? So, hey, that's a good idea, right? And of course, could have anybody anticipated this? Well, I don't know. Let's look back at the last 10 years. You know, we've had SARS, MERS, Ebola, you know, it was nobody anticipating that, hey, maybe maybe another one's going to come by at some point in the future. Maybe we should invest in this, right? It's exactly what's wrong with the society today is that nobody can think in the future. Nobody can plan today for the future. Nobody can invest today for the future. The future almost doesn't exist. You only live, you know, by the moment, you know. What is it? What's that saying that a lot of people use? YOLO, you only live once, right? Well, if you only live once, then you live in the moment all the time. And, and what is the future to you? It's nothing. You're only living for the moment. And so I think that that's, that's what ultimately is happening now. And it's disturbing because the impact this is going to have in communities is going to be devastating. They're closing uh, basketball games. Spectators aren't able to go. The games are still happening. It's going to happen to the NBA. Maybe Major League Baseball will play a few months without any fans. I mean, that changes things. People going online and uh, those changes are 
pretty radical, I think, for society today because we're not expecting it. It's very different. It changes the dynamics. It you know there's a, there's a part about democracy that I think people should remember is that democracy works when we build communities and engagement between people. And I think isolating yourself and communicating and trying to build communities online by going to class and watching games, but you're only doing it from your home, I think it's just devastating. It's, it's just further isolation um, of people in the society. And that uh, atomizing of the individual has terrible repercussions, I think, for society. Unless it's short term. You know, you got to be hopeful sometimes in the short term. But there are products that are missing. People have been buying now for several weeks um, masks and all of these things. And it's like, just wash your hands. You don't need masks unless you're sick. Wear gloves. Protect your hands because it goes from your hands into your eye or your nose, your ear, whatever. People are touching their face. And that seems to be the, the, the main precaution that people should remember is that you can protect yourself by washing your hands. All right, well, um, I won't talk too much longer because I want to post this tonight before the votes come in, but it's probably going to drop around 8, 9 o'clock at night. So that is Collateral Banter, episode 58. Hopefully that's correct. And I uh, appreciate you listening. I will move on from this and go back to some of my regular episodes on politics, democracy, capitalism. All right, thank you for listening. Take care. Bye.